Hey, if you're enjoying SLP's Wine and Cheese podcast, please take the time to rate and review us on your podcast player. Episode 117, Running a Business, featuring Serena Murison of PlaySpark. Hello, and welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. It's for the realistic SLP. And today we're talking business, because it's almost tax season, so we're talking business and taxes. Exciting stuff. Very exciting. <laughs> yes, we have a interview with Serena Murison from PlaySpark, and she talks all about how she started her business and what challenges she had. So stay tuned for that interview. So Maria, are you ready for taxes? You know, I have this big pile to the my right here of all my tax stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just in a pile. I haven't sorted and itemized anything. So I'm on the way to getting ready, if that can count for anything. Yeah, I mean, it counts. So now with the tax season in full swing, you, as an SLP, you can work either as a salary, as a W-2, or you could have, and or you could have your own business as a, you could have a PLLC, Professional Limited Liability Corporation, or just work under your social security number. I believe it works like that as a 1099. So I think that you just need to fill out another form for the state of New York. And I'm, I don't know what it's called at this point, but I had a job say, it's like you work under a business um, ID as opposed to your social security number. Yes. Yes. And I believe you could write off more things if you're working as a business, but also protects your personal assets. So there are some benefits to that, but you know, it really depends on everyone's business. So it depends on uh, your goals for the business and stuff. So, yeah, look. Do you have to that. pay annually for your PLLC? No, I paid one time. You paid one time. Yeah. Yes. MK speech language pathology. That's Very nice. Me. Yes. Yeah. So, some things that you can write off. Um, I personally have both W-2 and 1099 jobs. And then I also have my side businesses of, uh, speech and language materials. So you can write off membership fees for professional organizations, liability insurance, business trip travel, health insurance, continuing professional education, therapy materials and supplies, office slash podcast supplies, um, business dinners and podcast wine. Um, because that's part of our podcast. Um, Yes, it is. Yeah. Website expenses, credit card fees, student loan interest, which is Mm. a good one. You can write off how much you've paid in student loans. I think that there is a cap on that um, up to a certain amount, but I'm not quite sure. Um, And then product printing expenses. There's, There's very many things that you can write off. So be sure you thoroughly investigate that prior to doing your taxes. Definitely. And also I suggested to Deb, if you have your business, say your 1099, you can apply for a business account. I ha- I use Chase Bank and you could have like a debit card and you could use the debit card for your purchases 
and or you can get a business credit card. So that way, when you just use that card for everything and then at the end of the year, Chase gives you a nice like itemized Excel document and sees where your expenses are and it like itemizes it for you, too. That's great. Yes, yes. I don't have that. So that's something I can look into for this new year. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, though. The interest rate is like 23 percent. So that's a little much right away. Yeah. Or you could use the debit card and whatever money you have in that account, you could expense it and that's it. Oh, I don't have money for this toy. Then then we're not going to get this toy. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Um, So also to bring up a past guest. So we had Craig Goschlinger on our podcast and he recently reached out to me because as a pregnant person, as I brought up before, um, I am applying for paid family leave through the state of New York to get some maternity leave while I am not working. Um, And I spoke a bit on my Instagram about disability insurance for speech language pathologists. And um, he wrote a whole article about why it's super important for both individuals who have W-2 and 1099 jobs to get some disability insurance. And that uh, website will be linked in the show notes, but it's from Utterly Financial and he wrote it. Um, And then I also had very many uh, DOE employees reach out and say that they still wish that they had it because they thought that they were covered with all of the leaves, but really it goes into like sick time, paid time off and retirement or something. Cause this what this country treats women really well. <laughs> yes. We're, this is not Canada or Norway. I think they have like a lot of, um, maternity leave. So the DOE, they do have uh, maternity leave, but I think it's only for like six weeks or eight if you have a C-section. Mm-hmm. But then if you wanted to use more, you have to use your paid time, your sick days, your car days. I think, right. don't quote me. I've never been pregnant, so I don't exactly. know. I, I cannot give this advice. Yeah. And many people ask me and I was like, listen, I have no idea either, but people are reaching yeah. out to me every time I write this, like despite being a public school teacher or public school speech pathologist, like it had been beneficial for them. So check that out. Another fun fact. The UFT, that's what the union is there for. Everyone is entitled to at least meeting once a year with someone from the union or talking with them. Uh So use that, use that uh, time. Call them. Yeah. Yeah, Someone in Croatia reached out to me and said they get 12 months of maternity leave. Holy moly. I know. (laughs) That's a my that's goals I know I want to do yeah um but yeah so business is business we're gonna hear all about Serena's green screen business from start to present uh right after these commercial breaks this episode of SLP's wine and cheese is brought to you by the unexpected podcast hosted by me Deborah Brooks co-host of SLP's wine and cheese podcast In this new podcast, we talk about all of the unexpected elements of pregnancy and parenthood. And on occasion, I have my comedian husband, Mike Racine, on just to see where his head's at in this stage of the pregnancy game. So check it out. It's on Apple Podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to SLP's Wine and Cheese podcast. Did you know that you can support the show by checking out our bonus content on patreon.com slash SLP's Wine and Cheese? Well, you can. So head on over there for speech therapy materials, bonus episodes, and more. 
welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And welcome our guest, Serena. Say hi, Serena. Hi, everyone. So hey. is your is your last name Morrison like Jim, but spelled it's different? Morrison, like ah. the there's a special phonetic symbol. Well, that it's like you know it would be the 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 J symbol with a U. So Morrison. Morrison. Yeah, I like that. Hello, Miss Morrison. Do do kids call you Morrison or? Ms. Absol- absolutely not. <laughs> I have no idea what my name is. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> actually like i i'm surprised to hear that because n- i never tell kids my name that much never they, they, <laughs> I, I just i just don't and and i realize like sometimes we've been together six months and they're like what is your name and i'm like yeah. hmm. and i'm like my bad that was me sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> i should have told you i'm serena <laughs> maria does everyone know here. your name um I don't, I, sometimes I need to prompt them and sometimes they know it. So it depends to half and half depends on the kid, mm-hmm. but I welcome that, you know, appropriate social skills and you know, we're communicating. Yeah. We should know each other's names. So yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I would prefer that they did know my name. Yeah, exactly. And for the most part, I work with all children capable of knowing my name. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Maria does not. So that's right. And neither do I. So it's really fair that they don't know, but, um, <laughs> sometimes they really should, or they, they, they forget. Yeah. Right. Well, so I'm going to tell the audience more about Serena. So Serena is a fellow SOP. She is the co-founder of Place Bark Toys. Over the years, Serena and Kylie, her co-founder, had dreamed about creating a creative space for interdisciplinary lesson development, treatment ideas, and consultation. And, you know, luckily, as the stay-at-home orders were issued in 2020, they began to make their dream a reality. Recognizing the difficulties that many pediatric therapists were facing during this transition to online learning, they had a light bulb idea, a green screen kit. They sent me the green screen kit as well as many other goodies, and I love it. So thank you so much, Sharina. You're so welcome. You were the first person we sent it to. Really? Well, Deb, you were the only speech therapist I knew. Oh, really? I was a normal person before all of this. And I followed like one ready? speech therapy account. And it was you. And I was like, we have to send it to Deborah Brooks. She's my girl. Wow. I yeah. did not know that. I yeah. Very nice. I, I had just, it set up here, but I, I, have to, I have to change my positioning. Yeah. I at least it's changed some. Yeah. I just downloaded your under the sea um, play spark on your website. You did? Maria, did, yes. do you have a green screen? I don't. I will get, I have it not set up, but I do have a green tablecloth, right? That That's works. What, That's all you need. Yeah. So we're going to get more into how to actually, you know, implement the green screen. But first, right, we want to do a quick little, uh, actually, we want to talk about what we're drinking and eating, right? Before yeah. we get crazy into speech, we need to, mm-hmm. you know, chill. Right, chill, chill yeah. out. I have this complicated wine. That's what it's called. It's a Pinot Noir 2019 from Monterey County, and it's uh, been gifted to us by Trinchero Family Estates, and it's quite delicious, and I'm very into this wine, so drink it, don't sink it. Wow, very nice. Yum. Sounds good. Serena, what do you have? 
I am drinking a Boojum Brewing Company Little River Blonde Ale. This is my first time uh, that I bought this six pack. I love blondes. This, I guess I'm going to sink it because I probably wouldn't buy it again. It's a little more bitter than my taste, but I'm, I've drank five of them. Not tonight. Wow. But this is the last. Nuts. So, I mean, I won't buy it again, but I did complete the entire six pack. So. Well, good, because that's the definition of sink it. We drink it anyway because we're not wasteful. Right. We're right. going to finish it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm eating ice cream because I'm nice. still quite pregnant. Yeah. Um, and I might have a hairy baby because I have more heartburn than I have ever experienced in my 32 years. And I hear that's a thing, that heartburn is related to is hairy it? babies. Yeah. Even wow. si- it's not even an old wives tale. It's there's science. There I is. Believe it. There is. There Does is. the ice cream help? I think. I mean, I like it. <laughs> I don't know. Gotta help I, with acidity. It has to. Yeah, help. the tums are not. Mm. The tums are not cutting it any longer. So, I vote. You're sink it on the tums. <laughs> right. <laughs> Eat sink the, the tums. Yeah. Um, so I hear that Maria has come up with a wine trivia game for us to play or something else. I don't know what it is. What do you got? Oh, I, we'll cut this out. So I have a fun game. It's called this or that. So the uh, listeners can get to know Serena a little better. So Serena, do not overthink your answers. Just, you know, lay it out. I don't know. Are you a friends fan? know that game where I make um, a huge SLP wine and cheese fan so I know what's happening okay (laughs) awesome I know what's gonna happen and I'm prepared great (laughs) all right so tell me silver jewelry or gold gold dog or cat dog swimming or sunbathing sunbathing jogging or hiking hiking red or white wine red Soft cheese or hard cheese? Hard. Singing or dancing? Dancing. Money or fame? Money. And iced or hot coffee? Neither. Oh, really? Nice. That's good. You'll be good when you're pregnant because you won't care that you can't have it. I know. Well, I do drink a lot of black tea and I feel like it probably like evens out, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you can have 200 milligrams. So, um, both Maria and Serena have these like extensive dance backgrounds. So we can do Maria. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) No, really Maria. I appreciate that. This is like, you know, I made a vision board and I want to incorporate more dancing in my life. So I took, I'm taking an online dance class. So I've been mustering up the courage to video myself and post that. So thank you so much for saying post that. It, post, post it, post it. No, when you, you I'm shared ready. to Andy Putt's page, you like did a dance Friday and I like did like a kind of like drunken dance in my kitchen. And then I saw your dance and I was like, <laughs> let's keep, let's keep posting dance videos. It's okay. Good. I'm down. Yes, I like it. Also, yeah. the audience or the listeners don't know we're all wearing robes right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're comfortable. You know, I have this silk robe that Deb got me. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you, Deb, with my Fancy. name on the back. Yes, you're welcome. Yes, thanks, and Deb. I had on my Kindness Club sweatshirt, and then I got hot sauce all over it for my lunch. So I put stain remover on it, <laughs> and it's in the wash now. Otherwise, yeah. I'd be wearing something that Serena gave to me. Aw, yeah. That's okay. Hot sauce will come out, I think. It did already once. that's perfect because it's a white shirt so sometimes every day yeah people are like i can't wear white i'm too messy i'm like white's perfect everything you could bleach it yeah bleach it don't be afraid wear the white tops yeah for it i use doxyclean but well maybe i'll do a little bleach (laughs) but yeah uh so now that we know that um everything there is to know about Serena basically and figured it out yeah now Maria and Serena are gonna be posting videos of dancing I'm not going to but you guys can do that that's really good for you Deb you just post videos of your belly and we're good yeah yeah you do need to do that more see yeah do I because I feel like I do it a lot no not enough wonderful pregnant people appreciate it and I'm sure pregnant people appreciate it too well, perfect. All right. So we all have plans for 2021 then. Dancing yeah. and, and pictures of bellies. Yes. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. I want more. We want more. I, but- I feel like Serena is so super motivating. And, and I just hit my third trimester. And I am just, I am not, I'm not who I was. A couple months ago and I just need to hear some inspiration so Serena can you tell me tell me about you how did you come about where'd you go to school are we cursing on this podcast yeah that's fine I'll hit the explicit button (laughs) (laughs) well I just want to know how candid I can be Okay. Pretty candid. Yeah. So I almost wish you had. I almost wish she had those bot those cans, all five of them prior to this interview. Yeah, yeah. But let's. I do too. Honestly, I really wish I did. (laughs) I was bummed there was only one left. But right, (laughs) pretend you did, and that's how honest you could be. Hopefully, that's just how it's going to be. I forget the question. Oh, where did you go to school? <laughs> I went to school um, for undergrad. I went to North Carolina State University and I did not study speech pathology. I studied linguistics. And then I went um, as a out of field graduate student to Appalachian State, which is another North Carolina university to get my master's. Nice. nice. So North Carolina. North Carolina. How long have you been an SLP? This is my, I'm going into my sixth year. Oh, okay. Deb and I have, are going into our eighth year, right, Deb? Sure, yes. that sounds good. 2012. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're you're in, in Asheville. More I'm in Asheville. Right? There's a lot of art there, right? There's a, there's a lot of art here. Yeah. That's if, true. If you want to buy art, go to Asheville. There's, it's too expensive in New York, but Asheville, yeah, there's we're galleries like a, everywhere. Like a bunch of Brooklyn galleries. There's a little district yeah. here called the River Arts District, and it's just a bunch of artists selling affordable art. Well, we don't want to say affordable art. It's not outrageous, but yeah. yeah. It's not like $5,000 for a sculpture of a shoe that you see in Tribeca. That's, no, but that's like, probably well worth it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or a banana My, peel. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Mike and I went to Asheville for one of our anniversaries but we went there at a time when it was like, well, because it's February. Yeah. Oh, it was God. a little bit lame. And we just like, we had, 
we stayed in this house that was like very far from everything. And I swear we just had like scream fought all night. And I think we did that because we were so worried about a full week of boredom, but we didn't. We, we <laughs> what year was that? Because Ashley's really changed a lot. <laughs> it was like, I think it was our three year anniversary and we're coming up on six. We had a great time, but day one, everything was closed. So we got scared. And I think that's why we scream fought the whole thing. And Mike was like, well, good thing my uncle lives in the middle of nowhere because nobody could hear us. Wow. That uh, sounds yeah. like a great Asheville trip. Yeah, it was. It was eventually. Um, so back to speech, though. Did you provide teletherapy before the pandemic? Absolutely not. Never one session, never once in my life. Oh boy. So then which population did you primarily work with before the the pandemic? Before the pandemic and during the pandemic, I work with early intervention and preschool age children and um, some select private clients that are older, um, um, typically non-speaking or just in a more like a higher severity level, but most of my kids are early intervention preschool. Nice. Very nice. And so do you have a full caseload while also managing a business? Absolutely not there. I did. Um, I nearly died. It didn't work. Uh, I tried really, really hard though. I tried harder than to do that than anything I've ever tried to do in my life. And it, mm-hmm. it was like the most, I could talk, we could talk for literally two hours about it, but it was really hard. So no, no, but you did in the beginning, like March, April, all the way through September. Yeah. Wow. That's rough. It was insane. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. We'll talk more about why as we get into this conversation (laughs) about why it was so insane, but it was really not, it was not smart. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, cause I, I had to keep the caseload that I had when everything went into isolation. But then once I was done with that, I was done with that. I was like, I can't manage everything that I have to do on top of a full caseload, which was like 45 kids. Yeah. Um, but come June, I was losing my mind. So then comes now I, I went from like 45 kids. Now I have like 10. <laughs> Oh, that's the sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so nice. It feels so good. And you can like care. I, I, I mean, yeah. like, I mean this seriously, like I just stopped. I really just needed to grind through the sessions and. Cause it was like next, 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 next paper. Yeah, paper, I mean, like paper. I'm watching the clock and if it's eight 32 and my next session was supposed to start at eight, I mean, like I'm hanging up and I'm, I'm logging in and we were just, it was all day log 30 minutes, log in, log out, log in, log out, log in, like until, you know, 6 PM at night. And I'm just passed out here by the green screen. Wow. That's a lot. That's too much. And I feel like, you know, I'm sure I don't know you that, that well, Serena, but I'm sure you still cared, but there's also, you know, you can't pour from an empty pot. So you were like running on empty. So you had like so much like energy exerted that like within you, you're like, I can't do this anymore. Right. Well, like I would like end up truthfully, like not having a thing planned. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big planner anyhow, but it would be, you know, my next session starting and I would just recycle what I just did, but you know, it's, it wasn't my natural flow. Like I didn't feel like I could, it was too much. I was seeing too many kids. It was. Uh, And with teletherapy, I really do think that seeing you can't really, 
like in person, I can so go with the flow where it doesn't really, I never plan, but it doesn't matter because I have my toys here and yeah. this is what we play with. And I have my coloring books and like, this is what we do. And I just, we have a flow and I know what to do. But when it comes to teletherapy, when you don't plan anything, you know, sessions just, I just would feel like, oh, hi. Like I have to like pull it, pull up a tab and I wasn't really prepared. And it makes you just feel like a kind of a crappy therapist. And that did not feel good. And it was mainly because I was also working, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week on the green screen kit business. And also like we, I mean, there was no, there was no sleeping happening at all. Oh yeah. no. Really crazy. You Sleep sound important. You sound like me a long yeah. time ago until I stopped doing it. I will never do that again ever. Well, that's good. That's a learning experience. 100%. So speaking about your green screen packets, so PlaySpark, right? You collaborated with an OT to create this company. So where did you guys think of this name? Well, I can't take credit for the name, to be honest. Kylie came up with the name. Um, Kylie is an occupational therapist who co-treats, co-treated with me a lot um, when we were in person. Um, we we both serve the same area and we both do home health and we would end up, you know, showing up at the same time to a kid's house and then collaborating. And, you know, a lot of my kids were, they needed adaptations because their posturing wasn't what, like doing, mm -hmm. like, you know, if we were doing AAC or eye gaze, Kylie would always come in and she would help to get posturing and make sure that we were being able to get like maximum capabilities to show on AAC. And so once I started like co-treating with Kylie, we just kind of connected and became work besties. And um, she came up with the name PlaySpark. I really can't take credit for it. Very okay. nice. So yeah. then how did the business progress over time? Was it fast? Was it slow? Like how did you end up gaining momentum? Well, um, the business, it's so complicated. I feel like it doesn't even make sense what happened, but so what happened was I started posting videos of myself using green screen with like construction paper behind me to all the Facebook groups and all the speech. Cause I was having such success that I wanted to share it with everyone. And I thought it was amazing. And I posted to this teletherapy group. And, you know, after I posted, you know, I had like, I'm not exaggerating, like 500 direct messages in my inbox asking me like, how do you do this? I need help. Can you show me this step-by-step? Step? I mean, people were really overwhelmed by the technology, but they were also so desperate to have increased engagement that they were willing to do anything. And they just wanted to learn. And I am not savvy in, in giving people, I just felt really overwhelmed by all of the questions and I didn't really know how to answer. And I actually called Kylie and I told her, um, like, this is crazy, but like Kylie had been doing, I told Kylie to start green screen with her OT clients and she had been doing it too. And she was loving it. And I was like, I think that you and I need to help people because they don't know how to do this. And what if we made a kit? And so PlaySpark kind of sort of existed already because Kylie and I wanted to make SLP OT design toys, but it never went anywhere. We made the name, we got a logo, but we never did anything, but we had that little pocket of an idea. Ah. And, and so I called her and I was like, what if this is PlaySpark? What if PlaySpark is just a green screen kit? What if that's what it is? Because right now that's what we have to do. Like people need this, it works. And so we just kind of created this kit and I made the screen screen speech therapy page and it went from like 200 members to 10,000 members to 20,000 members, now 30,000 members. And it just kept growing and people wanted to do it. And we were so in over our heads 
because this didn't exist. Green screen teletherapy, this concept didn't exist. So it was like, we were the source. We were the number one source. And I was not prepared. <laughs> my, my dog's trying to get in. I'm gonna yeah. It. And you are still the number one source of green screens. I, um, I refer people to you all the time and your videos are amazing. I, I just like, I don't, you come up with so many ideas and I bet your therapy is just super, super engaging. It's the best thing ever because like I was saying earlier about feeling like I didn't have anything prepared. Green screen is my toys. So like green screen is my therapy bag and my virtual backgrounds are everything. So now I do feel prepared. I mean, I'm not seeing nearly the clients I was before, not even close, but I think that if I weren't doing PlaySpark and I was just being a full-time teletherapist, I think I can manage it so much more now than I could then because I know what to do. Nice. Yes. So really it wasn't until the pandemic that you were using a green screen, correct? Uh, yeah, no, it was okay, not. It so didn't, it was... I didn't truly, Maria, what happened with the green screen was one, I had a really bad week, a really bad week where a, I would say about a fourth of my caseload, the families were opting out of therapy because mm -hmm. they were, this was like the end of March and they were feeling like, we'll wait this out, but right. I am a private practice therapist and I am paid per session. Mm. So when I was seeing my clients dip like that, I, and my attendance dip, I panicked and I was like, I need to figure out something. I couldn't use virtual backgrounds because my computer didn't have the capabilities. And I tried everything. I was like, I went into kind of like an Amazon shopping spree. It's kind of like a blackout, but I bought all these props and I bought a bunch of green construction paper and it came that Monday and I just made it happen. I just made a pretend green screen situation and tried it out. And my kids were so locked in Ooh. that I, it just, that's how it started. So, I mean, nice. it really came from me just having a bunch of families tell me that they don't think teletherapy is right for them. And me being like, it's going to be, it's yeah. going to be. I'm going to so. make this right. You're, you're going to love this. You better gonna, just watch wait. out. Just you wait for Monday. It's going to be so good. Just wait one more week, one more time. <laughs> nice. That's, you're a problem solver, right? Yes. yes. I was scared. I mean, I was scared because it really was about, I mean, I guess I could have collected unemployment if it had, if my caseload had dipped that low, but I was really scared. But I was, because I'm the same as you, and I was like, could I get unemployment? Because I was terrified. And then I was like, can you get unemployment if some of your people stay, or do I have to drop them? Right. Like, we would have had to drop the whole caseload. Yeah. So, like, not, not employed. So, I didn't want to choose that option, but it was no. also like, but I don't, I won't be able to pay my rent. So, right. I'm going to have to figure something out. Exactly. Yeah. Because I thought about it. I was yeah, like, I, I don't know what to too. do here. I even, I even actually applied for it because I was, so, I mean, I just like started the application process because I didn't know, I mean, this is March 30th or something and I'm realizing everyone's dropping and I'm like, I need to figure out some options. Yeah. Do you, did a lot of your clients uh, opt out because they had, they were like early intervention age. So the parents are like, how am I going to get a two-year-old to sit? Because I know a lot, like even New Jersey, they're still, I think this is accurate, but I heard from a friend that still in some states like New Jersey, that's only like telehealth, that they're still not going into the home. So that's I'm like, right. That, that has My to be hard. My best friend is in um, Old Bridge and she is, um, yep, yeah, fully telehealth. 
Shout out to your best friend. Shout out Kathleen. You're doing great. But yeah. <laughs> yes. Great job, Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> so more about PlaySpark. So what aspects of the business have been the most rewarding? Oh my gosh. It's the therapist. Like, mm. honestly, the best part, the only part that has mattered is that we helped therapists who were struggling. So, I mean, they, everyone was in the same position I was in. They were mm. like, this sucks. The kids are not attending. I'm yeah. struggling. I'm tired. I have Zoom fatigue. Like, there was no play. There was no imagination. It was just apps and like screen sharing, a tab of like, it just felt so long. The days felt so long and green screen changed it to be more imaginative, more playful and seeing all of the therapists say like this changed everything. Like, I don't, I mean, if you go into the green screen group on Facebook, they post all the time. Like a lot of them thought that they were, you know, going to hate teletherapy and never be able to have success with teletherapy. And now a lot of them are like, I hope that half my caseload long-term is teletherapy as long as I can keep my green screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I felt the same way uh, when I, so I ended up signing with a teletherapy um, d company uh, starting of which I don't plan to do until September, just because I didn't want to lose this like component of my job. That's so cool, Beth. Yeah, absolutely. She's well, into it. So what has been the most challenging aspect of the business? Mm, there are a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> The most challenging aspect was time management and um, understanding we physically make everything that we sell. So no one, we're not using anybody. It was just Kylie and I, we made literally 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 green screen kits in my basement. Wow. And um, we did not, I mean, what happened was we did not anticipate this so we said like we'll make the pre we'll make it unlimited quantity no we mean the max we'd probably sell would be 50 right yeah that's yes. what we thought i mean we were like there's no way and then once we made them for sale we made the we made the quantity unlimited my mom was like oh my god you gotta make it unlimited honey like that's what we do in business you don't want to you don't want to settle you want to <laughs> sell as much as you possibly can and so i was like okay so we will we'll just make it unlimited and then it was like within the first week it was like hundreds and then hundreds and hundreds and we kind of got excited about that and then we just over right yeah because that's like what how <laughs> on earth will i do this <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Well, that's great. And I'm glad your mom gave you that advice. My mom was wrong in a lot of ways, but she, but she had, she was really like, you just got to do it. Go unlimited. unlimited. I see her point. I see her point. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. But she had to transform a whole room in her house and change her whole job. I, I, it was really, really insane at the time, but we figured it out. Yeah, you did. So it was good to go unlimited. Right. I, I guess. Yeah. It just, it kicked you there. I just uh. did not expect because what was crazy is I trained, I taught everybody how to do it with construction paper. So why would you buy the kit? I mean, right. I didn't understand that everybody wanted the kit. The kit was supposed to be supplemental. <laughs> and then 
Well, the kit looks much better in your house. So you don't want to have construction paper on your wall because you're like, this has to be an aspect of my room at this Now point. I firmly believe in the kit and I feel like everybody needs the kit. But yeah. um, at the time, I really didn't know that this was going to be forever. I didn't know we were going to be doing green screen until February of 2021 and then beyond. So now it's changed completely. Yeah. So I'm assuming the kit involves an actual green, whatever you have right behind you right now, right? And a pocket. A pocket. I see a pocket. And yeah. felt foods Hold and sticks and um, magnifying glass. It comes with a whole oh, bunch of things. Okay. So you have, yeah, you so have a you whole get a pizza. Oh. You get a pizza. And there's all sorts of stuff. There's eyes and mouth. Oh, a mouth. Um, like yes, we make a ton of felt sets too. Oh, that's yes. awesome. So there's lots of different things that are involved. So tell us, what does PlaySpark offer? A big mouth and a pizza to eat. What does PlaySpark offer? Uh, PlaySpark is, um, we are, we offer green screen kits and tons of free learning resources. So on our website, we have um, a big digital library of um, designs for backgrounds, um, but they aren't just for virtual backgrounds. You can just use them on iPads as well. But Kylie and I um, both love to digitally draw. So we drew and created all of our virtual backgrounds and we spend a lot of time making those and making sure that they are always free for everybody. So that's something that we want to continue to do is just continue to provide really high quality free resources. And we also have an apparel line. Um, we've kind of we've kind of veered into some new directions with PlaySpark. So it was green screen and felt sets, and then it became like we're just a little conglomerate now of apparel and green screen kits and learning resources and and a lot of fun. And so, you're yeah. and you're print making too. So you're they're they're making their own t-shirts in-house using mm -hmm. the printmaking kit, which is like yeah, we screen print everything with ink and yeah. Very cool. So uh, what is the future of PlaySpark? What do you see? Well, we are a, the future of PlaySpark is we're a private practice. Kylie and I have officially stopped contracting and we, ah. are, we are seeing clients privately together. Um, and we also are continuing to be an online business. So a, a store, a shop online for anything distance learning, but also learning resources, probably more apparel in the future. And I have really enjoyed becoming um, an educator on Instagram uh, in my own little way. And Kylie's kind of the silent one. So she's like, you just do it. But um, I really love that, that future for PlaySpark too, of just telling people some facts. Yeah. Your Instagram is the best. You guys got to follow, uh, play spark on Instagram. Thanks. You and Kylie. I mean, I would like to hear a, like a little bit more from Kylie just so that I, I know her. We all would. <laughs> but Serena posts all these crazy videos. The ocean video is amazing. Thank just you. go check it out. Kylie, um, see, she designed that whole ocean uh, thing. I'm just the face. We're going to talk more in the next episode about how to use all this stuff in teletherapy, but like, um, like that one I haven't used yet, but the animation part, I'm just like, whoa. So he really went above and beyond. 
So everyone stay tuned for that. Before we leave, Serena, can you give us, so for our tips and tricks section, I just want Serena to give some advice for other SLPs who have this idea, like they're starting, they want to start a business. Um, What would you tell them? man, get an LLC, get your LLC set set up. Um, Make sure you have a separate bank account. These are just the facts. Make sure you have a separate bank account that is not connected to your personal bank account in any way. And um, just start brainstorming, creating, and just do it. Don't hold back. Do whatever you want to do. If your idea is to create learning resources, just do it. Why wouldn't you? No one's going to, nothing's holding you back by yourself. I like that. Yes. I love it too. And everyone, you all have different ideas. Like don't assume somebody else is going to do it. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Yeah. And with the business, with uh, starting an account, you could just make an online account. Right? Oh, you it's easy. To, you don't just, even have to walk into a bank anymore. It's literally everything online. You can get an LLC from legal zoom. You can start a bank account just from opening one online. Just mm-hmm. do it so that you don't end up getting confused about what you paid for and what you didn't pay for. It's just easier when the bank account is separate. You did that wrong at the (laughs) beginning. So now we know. Well, you had no idea how big it was. So so no, just have in your mind that you're going to be huge and get a bank account. Exactly. Before we leave, can you just leave us with a quote or a mantra, anything that inspires you? Yes, I have a quote. It's this, obstacles don't block the path. They are the path. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, very nice. Not a good one. That's a Zen proverb or proverb. (laughs) We love it. So everyone, thanks so much for listening to this episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. Um, You can check us out every Monday. We have new episodes on uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you hear podcasts. Check out Serena's Facebook group. What is that called? Green Screen Speech Therapy. And then also on Instagram. PlaySpark. All right. And we'll see you next time when Serena is going to talk to us all about using the green screen in teletherapy. Okay. Bye. That's the show, everyone. Thanks for listening to SLP's Wine and Cheese podcast. If you're loving the show so far, please take the time to rate and review us on your podcast player.